glorious food, yummy food. Your abs are made in the kitchen. Healthy, fit and strong is 80% food and only 20% exercise. You need to do 10,000 steps every day. You need to do three sets of 10. You need to do 150 minutes of cardiovascular exercise every week. You need to sleep eight hours. You need to weigh a certain weight. You need to have a certain percentage of body fat. And there's a whole heap of information and numbers all about being healthy, fit and strong. So I'm in the kitchen with a whole heap of things that people say are really bad. So I've got bread. People tell me that bread will kill you. I was brought up where alcohol is a sin and you'll go to hell if you drink it. Uh, chocolate, obviously very, very bad. Can't eat chocolate. That's terrible. I've got apples. There are, for some people, they're a bad food and some people, they're an apple a day keeps the doctor away. So I've got a whole heap of controversial stuff in front of me about food. And then if you delve into exercise, the controversy about when to exercise, how much to do, what are the best exercises, reps and sets. We've made it all very, very complicated. Well, here's a really important question. What if we're wrong? What if we've got it all wrong and the reason that the world is overweight, depressed, sick, doesn't recover from injury fast, a lot of people are miserable and grumpy and have a horrible life because their health and fitness is screwed up. What if we've got it wrong? And as an exercise professional, here's a great question to always ask. What if I'm wrong? Because we often defend, I'm right. My belief is right. My opinion is right. And if you listen to social media on any day at any time, there'll be a stack of people uh, almost yelling and screaming, preaching, telling what you should do and what you shouldn't do. And have you noticed that a lot of those are opposing views? So as I always share, there's the vegan vegetarians and there's the carnivores. There's the exercise uh, 150 minutes a week and then there's exercise every day and there's exercise long distance and exercise short distance and there's all different uh, variations of reps and sets and periodization programs and there's a whole heap of stuff. What if we clear out all the stuff and say what is actually right versus what is opinion and here's that great question again, what if I'm wrong? Even if you believe something to be true and I'll use the example of a classic example breakfast is the most important meal of the day you'll hear that all the time there'll be people who preach it at you and now there's other people who say don't eat breakfast it's bad for you don't eat till four o'clock in the afternoon or if you eat breakfast don't eat any other meal just eat breakfast so how do you know what's going to work how do you know what's right and if you ask the question what if I'm wrong could that give you an open mind? And that's one of the things that I, as an exercise professional and of course as an educator and the owner of the, the Max Colleges, I have to have an open mind because things are changing all the time. What I do deal with every single day without fail are people who preach at me about what they think is right. And they often say to me, Rowie, you're wrong. That's wrong. That's not true. That's not a fact. The science doesn't show that. Well, I use science as a classic example. You can pick any piece of science to match your opinion. There are thousands, millions, if not billions of pieces of science. And if you cherry pick them to suit what you want to say. So are there pieces of science to say that if you eat bread, you'll get fat? There's a stack of that science. There's also a stack of science to show that the people that live the longest eat bread, drink wine, smoke cigars, and don't eat what most people think that you should eat. So how do you know it's going to work for you? And I keep asking that question because I think it's a really personal one, not having somebody tell you what to do. And if you've got an opinion about what to eat and how to exercise, if you think you're right, the four questions that I always ask are this. Do you have a stack of energy? Are you performing at your best? Do you love what you see in the mirror and the way your body feels to touch it? 
and are you getting the results that you want from your eating and exercise plan? And if the answer is no to any or all of those four questions, surely what you're doing isn't working. And I know that's very, that probably sounds very harsh, but shouldn't you be able to demand from your eating and exercise plan a stack of energy, high performance, looking and feeling good, and getting the results that you want? So even if you think you're right, even if you think you've got all of the right information, and I'll use a classic example for that, people will say, well, I did that in the past and it worked for me. I tried this diet or I did this exercise program, I did a combination of both, and I got the results that I wanted. But my next question is always, how long did you have those results for? And if you use that program and now you're out of shape again and you don't have a stack of energy and you're not performing at your best and you're not getting the results that you want, that program didn't work because you couldn't stick to it. And often people blame themselves, don't they? I can't stick to it, so it must be my fault. If you find the right eating plan for you, if you find the right activity exercise plan for you, is it possible that you'll be able to stick to it for the rest of your life? And I use the example of brushing your teeth. I don't find brushing my teeth particularly exciting, but I never miss because I like the way it makes me feel. I don't particularly love having a shower. Sometimes I do, but it's, sometimes it's, you know, I've got to hurry to have a shower. But I'd never miss because it's part of my life. I always wear clothes because it's part of my life. I always sleep at night because it's part of my life. If you're eating an exercise plan just becomes a normal part of your life, not an interruption to your life, not something you have to do to lose weight and then you put weight back on again, something you have to do to be healthy and then you get unhealthy again, something that you have to do because the doctor told you or the personal trainer told you or the social media influencer told you, but you can't stick to it, surely that's not going to work for you. So what do you love to eat? And these are the things that I would love for everybody. Now, this is just my personal wish for everybody. Eat what you love. Never eat what you don't like. Why would you waste calories, time, energy on food that you don't like? Eat when you're hungry. Stop eating when you're full. Have a stack of energy. Love what you see in the mirror. Perform at your best every single time you need to perform at anything. And whatever you're doing, surely you should be getting the results that you want from your eating plan and from your exercise plan. And if any of those don't fit in with your lifestyle, and that's why I always use the smartest principle, is it something you can stick to for the rest of your life? Is it in moderation? Is it achievable? Is it realistic? Is it time efficient? Is it interesting? Is it enjoyable? And is it based on, and I'm very careful with the word science. I always now use physiology, anatomy, because they're fairly set sciences. Is that how the body works? And the funny thing with food that I always ask, people say that apples are bad, or bread's bad, or chocolate's bad, or alcohol's bad. Juice is bad, you can't drink juice, got too much sugar in it. But I always break it down to the fundamentals. Food is made of carbon, hydrogen, oxygen, nitrogen. Most carb well, carbohydrate and fat, it's just carbon, hydrogen, oxygen. Those are the things that we need to survive, they're macronutrients. So whether that comes in the form of an apple or chocolate or beer or bread, if it works for you and you've got a stack of energy and you're performing at your best, and that's the story that I always love to share, because ultimately I would love everybody to have a long, happy life at great quality. And I met a beautiful man at the age of 103. He lives in a blue zone in Sardinia in Italy, uh, where some of the oldest people in the world live. He was 103. He was smoking a cigar. He had a pizza in front of him and a glass of red wine. He just played soccer with his mates. They were dancing at the pub with this beautiful meal in front of them. And he shared with me through an interpreter that he had a beautiful wife that he was about to go home and make love to. At 103... 
See, we often think that by the time we're 60, 70, 80, we're going to have poor quality of life and we're going to be sick and have to go to a retirement village and get old really fast. Well, I know that's not true because I've seen people prove it wrong and I want to live my life like that. How about you? Surely living your life to the max is living every single day. We don't know how long we've got, but live as long as you possibly can with the best quality of life, with a stack of energy, performing at your best, loving what you see in the mirror, loving how your body feels, getting the results that you want and eating whatever you bloody well want and doing the exercise that fits in with your lifestyle, not what somebody tells you to do. Here's the question. Even if you think you're right, what if you're wrong? And if you're wrong, is it a great idea to have an open mind and have all of those things happening for you rather than living your life according to somebody else's rules? As I ask every single day, wouldn't it be nice to live your life to the max? So you can sing if you want to. I feel good, na 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 na. I knew that I would now, na 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 na. So good, yeah, yeah, so good, I feel good. Woohoo!